Morning. Joining us now in our studios, Northfield City Administrator uh, Ben Martin. Good morning, Ben. How you doing? Good morning. Great. We uh, usually have the mayor in, but she couldn't make it today, so you're uh, you get the All you pull get the me. full load. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had a uh, council meeting last night. It was a regular uh, regular meeting, and uh, even though the the agenda wasn't a heavy agenda, there's still a lot of discussion going on, and some good stuff that came out of that. Uh, yeah, first of all, uh, we can, I'll, I'll allow you a few minutes to, uh, you know, extol the, uh, or expand upon the, the, uh, the glory of Jeff Johnson and his creativity. <laughs> 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 the first thing on the agenda last night was the, uh, the branding advisory committee, uh, gave some, uh, recommendations, their final recommendations and a guy named Jeff Johnson is doing it. And I gotta tell you, Ben, I really like this. It was I was somewhat skeptical about the whole rebranding, as a lot of people were. I, um, but man, did he uh, really knock it out of the park? What What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm glad to hear that because we only kind of excerpted or took out a few pages from the overall um, kind of working document that we've been working on to really encapsulate and have the council kind of give their approval for us to continue to do the work. There's a little bit of committee work left, but um, some of the core pieces of a, a branding uh, effort include kind of a logo, um, some primary colors, and then tagline development. And um, so I think he did an excellent job. We also had really a lot of volunteer work on the front end to do all of the research that saved us a lot of money. Um, so uh, Katie Warren, who works at uh, Olaf, and um, Bob Thacker, who is a, both of them have a really extensive background in marketing, helped us and free work that would have would have cost us tens of thousands of dollars on the front end that helped us do this uh, work. And we knew uh, Jeff Johnson and Replace, the company he works with in Minneapolis, has done tremendous work for like the uh, Minnesota State Fair. And yeah, they did a great job. I'm glad that you felt that what we brought out, it looks great. Um, got a little refresh on the logo kind of a continuation and a modernization of our current kind of logo, I think, a little bit. But the font kind of carries some historic character, but it's got kind of a, a good feel to it. So, And then the tagline, um, we're a unique community, he said, because most people don't know. First of all, do communities have taglines? And then if they do, do people even know what they are? He mentioned that Minneapolis's tagline is Excelsior, which I don't really understand that. But um, Cows Colleges and Contentment had a lot of... Um, recognition in the community, which you're already uh, most of the way there if people can recognize it. And then they just kind of did a refresh where the Cows Colleges and Contentment, the last word contentment, will continue to be a legacy tagline that will be alive and well and can be utilized. But the primary foundational one that we're going to use now is Cows Colleges and Community. And um, But they're also um, encouraging that we um, use that in a playful way too, that the last word can be replaced depending on the setting. So Cows Colleges in Commerce as we try into new development, or Cows Colleges in Coffee to talk about our great uh, coffee establishments, uh, breakfast places in town. So, um, But why we're doing this, every community has a brand, whether you try and manage it successfully or not, that it is. We want to use this to actually more call out Northfield as a unique community to grow our businesses, to attract new business development, to bring tourists to town. So our Convention and Visitors Bureau is going to be, we're going to be talking to them a little bit how we implement it. Jane, the Executive Director of the Chamber, has been involved, she said, on the committee. Um, so we're really excited about it. And there's going to be a lot more with the visuals because you're in this world, Jeff, and you kind of, I'm sure you get it maybe uh, more than some of us, that um, it's kind of that look and the feel and how you 
take what kind of the brand essence of our community, what makes Northfield really great, uh, charming, quaint, or charming, vibrant, and creative community that we are. Uh, we're going to show that visually, and we've got a lot of different kind of concepts uh, that we're working on, whether it's, you know, updating our, you know, entrance signs or materials that we use to attract tourists to town or um, even some little video shorts and things that we'll be using. So we're excited about the future of it. Yeah, and I, I, I have to admit, it's uh, I, I love the font. I love everything about this. But the, the, what I really like most about this was that you know, I'm usually not this big of a cheerleader t- towards these things, but uh, the cows, colleges, and fill-in-the-blank community and with everything else, uh, you know, how are we going to – Northfield is so uh, – and the people of Northfield, like you say, are, are so kind of ingrained with the cows, colleges, and contentment. Back in the 90s, we changed it to a special place, and then we changed it back because yeah, it's just a... Not such a special tag. Yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> not. So having this in, with the ability to market it, uh, customize it and market it to different things that you want to market uh, without losing that character and, and still keeping the uh, contentment as a, uh, you know, as a legacy thing. Brilliant. Great stuff. Yeah, that's great. Appreciate that, and I'll... Pass that on to the other Jeff Johnson. Yeah, well, there. the other Jeff Johnsons, we, we got him booked for next week. Oh, awesome. That's yes, great. He'll be on. He actually looked up Rich uh, last night after his presentation. It's like, I want to be on the radio. Really? Great. Let's do it. So he's, you'll find that he's a really interesting character, um, which maybe that's a little bit of where uh, the branding you know, it comes from and his creativity. So mm-hmm. I think your listeners will find him really interesting. All right. I'm looking forward to that conversation sometime next week. Actually, we don't have him booked yet, but uh, we have... Uh, we have a promise to book him, and he's more than willing to come in. Uh, let's move on. Anything else about the the uh, branding? I guess what what is the future of that? Uh, in is are we going to start seeing this pop up immediately? Are there still some things that need to be done with it? The committee's got a little bit of work that they felt was important that they continue on. So they're going to be working on a secondary color scheme. So things that complement the primary color uh, scheme, which is going to be pretty similar. It's a, it's a new refresh of some of the similar colors. We have blue, blue green. There's a little bit of a gold, um, yellow kind of a piece to it. Uh, then there'll be secondary colors to match in different places. Uh, the other the other thing that the uh, committee wanted to work on is to look to see where branding is incorporated in the downtown you know, an example might be wayfinding signage. Um, the historic district's got a unique character, and so they wanted to m- maybe think that that might warrant a kind of a different kind of color palette to match kind of what's going on with the planning in the downtown and the other planning documents that we've done. So that's another one. And then tied with that, the city's done a lot of planning around gateway uh, planning so that as we do enhancements on corridors, we maybe do a community identification signs. And we do have the cows, colleges, and contentments on a couple of places coming into town so those would be an opportunity maybe for a little update refresh um, and maybe a plan that in the future, if there's an interest to replace those with something else or add in other areas, coming up with a, a, a concept plan that hits the mark on that. We thought that would warrant, uh, since we have these good designers and creative people on this committee, that'd be an opportunity to hear from them on that. So that's what's going on. Then as far as implementation, we still have a little more work on kind of the guidelines and how to use this, but I think you're going you're gonna to start to see in the new year us uh, coming forward. I think you'll, you'll maybe sometimes notice it and, hope, and sometimes not, and uh, so more to come, but you'll be start to seeing it probably in the, in the coming months ahead. Now, as we implement this, uh, it, uh, there's going to be, of course, costs involved with that. How are you? How is this going to be incorporated? Have you decided yet how it's going to be incorporated? We're going to put a you know just a 
bunch of money down now and change everything from signs to letterheads and uh, all the street indicators and such? Or is that going to be phased in over uh, time? I would say mainly phased in. So we're always doing marketing. It's part of what we do in education. So the Economic Development Authority has their own pot of money that they use to do marketing. They actually set some dollars aside. So, you know, there might be materials and promotions around recruiting or growing business community. We're going to be doing a major effort to meet with our business community this year um, to find out what's working well, what isn't, where are their opportunities. Um, so we'll be kind of blending it in there. The Convention and Visitors Bureau has a designated fund from a lodging tax that they will be using to help implement um you know, updated materials as we work with them more closely, and then we'll be phasing it in. <clears throat> I would say we probably will prioritize where incrementally, like we do on other projects, where there are opportunities where things are just getting done, it'll get imp- implemented with that. Um, in other cases, we're not going to just go around and start replacing every single sign out in the parks and things because we've got some nice signs that have, have some thought into it. So we'll prioritize where we're already doing things and where maybe it's got a, the biggest impact first. We're talking with City Administrator Ben Marting about last night's City Council meeting. Uh, once again, uh, Jeff Johnson, the guy who did the uh, redesign, will be coming in with us next week. Uh, another person that we have booked uh, for tomorrow morning is Northfield Police Chief uh, Mark Edwards. He gave a report on that. Let's get just kind of a, a brief summary of what he did last night. Uh, we'll let Mark explain everything uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Chief Elliott was in, gave uh, his quarterly update for the police department Um Again, the intent of this to provide statistics and information to the public. It's all accessible out there, so people want to go to our website and see where there are calls. But we had a, a quarter four, had a minor decrease from the, uh, from the last quarter in comparison and a slight increase from the prior year. Some of the crimes that we saw some increases on related to forgery, shoplifting, and property crime. Um, so not a whole lot on the detailed report, but it's about transparency. One thing that we have coming up new, though, is just acquired two new e-bikes um, for the police department. So the police department does have bicycles. Um, the use of e-bikes will allow them uh, to have a greater uh, impact across the community and um, also you know, be able to kind of get them around a little bit easier related to range and then response time. So mm-hmm. obviously when you're on a bike and you're pedaling, you're only going to be able to go so far. This will help them get a little bit further and use that. Um, certainly the obvious thing is we'll use this for education uh, for kids in the community related to the new bike lanes, for um, patrols related to safety, uh, getting out in, uh, in the community and, and doing some actual enforcement because we have used it in the past also for including like distracted driving. Sometimes they have a little bit of stealth where you're on a bicycle um, when people are distracted doing certain driving is another way to kind of catch people. And then our primary purpose is to inform them and correct that behavior, not necessarily to issue a ticket. So mm-hmm. it's not, on, you know, not to say you won't get a ticket, but we're out doing it in different ways. So we're excited about that. And um, so they'll be out there more, I think with a community that's so high on special events too, it's a way to get around during some of these more heavily trafficked events where there are a lot of people, but they can still kind of get around. So mm-hmm. uh, these e-bikes should be a great way to do that. All right. Let's move on. On the consent agenda, one of the items I wanted to talk about uh, it was calling for a public hearing to consider the sale of property uh, in Lonsdale that uh, used to be the Northfield Hospital and Clinics. 
uh, clinic down there uh, over in Lonsdale. Is that, uh, tell us about that. Is that uh, on the market now or is, what, what was the action taken? Yeah, again, so it was a municipal-owned uh, hospital. Uh, the uh, hospital board's been taking a look at this. The Lonsdale Clinic uh, services have all been relocated either to Lakeville or the Northfield locations in 2023. These were for strategic business reasons. Uh, in the sale, um, they've had an appraisal completed, and uh, they've got a sale in a in a, in a praised value. So they don't need the building anymore, but it's in great condition, and Lonsdale had an interest in that. So we're facilitating the uh, process of uh, selling that property, and the public hearing will be in February to talk about that. And um, and so the council, as part of the retained powers, has to approve any real estate transactions, whether it's buying property or selling property. So it goes through those channels. But um, certainly Mr. Underdahl, who you have the president and CEO, I know you have him on regularly, can probably get into greater detail. Um, or uh, in February, uh, Jerry Ean, their operations uh, person, will come in and uh, give an update to the public. And there'll be an opportunity for questions and feedback, but it'd be scheduled to authorize the sale um, at that meeting and then on or before March 1st, they'd look to sell, sell the property. You'd mentioned Lonsdale. There's some interest in that property. Is that the city of Lonsdale that has some interest or are they just interested in the redevelopment aspect? I think the re, uh, the reuse of the uh, building is kind of the idea related mm-hmm. to that uh, sale. So I'm not familiar with real details related to the um, purchaser at this time, but that'll be coming forward in, in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, uh, City Administrator Ben Marty is with us. Anything else from the uh, consent agenda that uh, you'd like to discuss? One thing that's kind of fun, it's a little early. Well, maybe not. I guess I'm not a, a avid uh, a person who does the um, uh, disc golf course mm-hmm. things, but there's going to be a uh, disc golf, golf course uh, set up, a temporary one, up in Halberg Woods this upcoming year. The Parks Board had a group of volunteers. There's kind of three core members, and they've got 30 uh, volunteers of a disc golf club in town here, a bunch of enthusiasts, and they said their numbers are growing. Halberg Woods is uh, kind of on the north edge of town, and it's got some trails and some beautiful wooded areas. Um, And it's actually planned in the future to be able to have a nine-hole golf course integrated with it. Just so happens we actually have six uh, golf course tees uh, in the Public Works yard right now, and so... They designed kind of a layout that will have a very minimal impact to the existing uh, Hubbard Words trails that people can actually still use them. They integrate well together. Um, disc, disc golf is a, a growing sport. It's very active in Minnesota. Uh, pretty much it's free and pretty affordable to get the discs. There are, I think, at least one or more businesses in town that have them available. And so um, it's an opportunity to check it out. Uh, fairly, fairly low cost and easy um, ad. And some volunteers are going to help set it up. Um, clear out a couple of uh, minor trees that are in there, and we're going to be do some, doing be careful to do some marking on that. Um, but another great example of some just community members who want to see something done, excited, and then they kind of find a, a cheap and a quick way to try it out and to see how it goes. And if it grows, who knows, maybe we'll be able to add these in other places too. All right. Yeah, I was just in Halberg Woods uh, for the first time this summer. I've seen it on the map there, and it's like, what is that a park what is the halberg woods so i rode my bike out there and walked around and it's it's a nice little park it is yeah it's a good example i you know i've been here for quite a few years but northfield's park system does have a lot of just kind of hidden gems as a lot of the parks are kind of integrated back behind homes and in little natural areas 
And so um, if you go out and do some exploring, you might be surprised what you find right here in the community that's it's been there that you don't realize. Yeah, I re- recall uh, commenting that uh, at one time, it's been a number of years ago, uh, thinking we had, I don't know, maybe 15 parks or so. And uh, we had one of the city employees say, no, we have like 30-some parks in Northfield. I didn't really realize that or what is considered a park? Wow, it's a lot more than you think. Yeah, and that park in particular, it's, it's got a short little trail in the back, so you know, you can kind of park on the street and then walk down the trail. Check it out sometime if you got your dog or go up there. Mm-hmm. Or this summer you can check out Disc Golf Course. It's actually a bigger park. It crosses the railroad and goes over to Dresden Avenue. We just don't have access really to that side of the park right now, so who knows, maybe someday there'll be a connection. Gets, I actually walked it once because I live up in that area, but it um, gets a little rugged out in the uh, when you, once you cross the railroad track. Yeah. It is public land uh, in part of that, too. I didn't realize that. Uh, Once again, Ben Marting is with us, city administrator. Uh, Let's move on to the uh, regular agenda. Just one item on the regular agenda, and that is uh, concerning the council's own, the city's own uh, rules of business. uh, what was I have that that seemed like kind of a vague thing on the uh, agenda. What was that about? Probably not the most exciting <laughs> topic. <laughs> Every year, the council actually has a, an adopted rules of business on how we kind of run meetings and operate and behave uh, in meetings and a little bit outside of meetings. And it, it, we look at it every year. It's kind of a housekeeping item. We usually do it the first meeting of the year, but um, this one we, we ended up covering last night. And uh, so we just kind of took a look at it. It, it is very helpful, actually, to have some adopted rules because then everybody kind of knows how things operate, and we've actually started to integrate it more consistently across our boards and commissions so that they have similar rules to the council now. We did have a couple things that I think they're substantive. In, unfortunately, in late November, um, we had some disruption at our council meeting, and we've after the pandemic, we continued to allow people to have the option to remotely participate under our public comment section of our meetings. It hasn't been very heavily used more recently in the late uh, fall or late winter of last year. Um, we did have some public participation and some people testifying. And unfortunately, we had some people that were um, didn't have good intent, I guess, that got logged on and did kind of a, a Zoom bomb, as people probably know what those are, maybe were it really was intended to disrupt the meeting. We didn't know exactly who the people were. We tried to remove them, but there was, um, there was racial slurs and some anti-Semitic comments that were made in, in that. And we quickly tried to remove them from the meeting, but unfortunately we did have some kids in the room, uh, as part of an agenda item that was going on and the public was kind of confused as to what was happening. And so we're taking some options, uh, and the council reviewed a few options and landed on an option where we're going to require that if people are going to use that Zoom function, that we want to accommodate people to be able to do it without having to physically be in the building, if you've you know, got a medical issue or whatever, um, but you need to re- pre-register. It'll allow us maybe to have a little greater control, so identify who the person is, uh, send them the link versus just having it out there in the public realm. Um, then we might be have a better chance too to understand who's on, prepare for them, and be ready in case there are issues potentially, but still allow people to participate. So we, we think most people out there are, are well-intentioned, and maybe technology will give us other tools in the future. But for right now, that's kind of where the council landed, and we thought that would be good. So basically, by noon the day before uh, the meeting, you need to pre-register, and then you'd get a link by the end of the day, and we'd go through instructions with people. So we thought that was a good compromise. That'll be getting brought back next meeting to adopt. There were a couple of other minor things that we talked about related to our rules that probably aren't real substantive, but that was probably the main one. 
I, I wouldn't say substantive. They were substantive, but probably not something to highlight on the radio at this time. Okay. Uh, once again, Ben Martin with us. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to uh, mention while we have you on the air, Ben? Yeah, I just want to say um, thanks to the Human Rights Commission and uh, congratulations to Scott Wapita, who was honored with the Human Rights Award at the Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration at Emmaus Church. So thank you, Emmaus, again uh, on Monday for hosting the uh, event at Emmaus Church. Uh, Scott was recognized, uh, was given a nomination for his sustained contributions to social, racial, and economic and housing and environmental justice. He's demonstrated that not only in his professional job that he's you know worked at the key and now he's the CAC executive director, but he's also personally been involved in the community demonstrating and leading by example. So um, he's the epitome of uh, service um, on, and, and working for people that uh, maybe don't always get the attention. We also had Chaplain uh, uh, Vogel, uh, uh, Schuler Vogel, I'm sorry, I might be pronouncing that wrong, and the, who's a new human rights commissioner who I told was provided a very inspiring message. Unfortunately, this year I wasn't able to make it. I had some issues come up, but I heard it was a great speech, and our justice choir provided a, a great, or the community justice choir had some energy and vibrance um, at the event too. So I heard it was great. Um, if people didn't make it, I'd encourage in the future, put it on your calendar because it's another Northfield feel-good event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to Scott Wapita. Rip, uh, richly deserved. He's done so much work, especially uh, within the housing project that's received so much, uh, so much recognition, but really beyond that as well. And also kudos to uh, Emmaus Church. They've done a great job of being a liaison between uh, some of the uh, minority groups, the ethnic groups in uh, Northfield and the rest of the city. They've uh, done a wonderful job with that. So hats off to uh, to Emmaus Church. Absolutely. Emmaus and a lot of our churches in town yeah. serves as community centers in some ways to be able to host these types of things. So we appreciate that. Yeah, not just Emmaus. There's a lot of churches out there all doing good things. Ben, thank you so much for coming in. We all right. Appreciate thank you, it. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right.